What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Paul Theology's Daily Devo. We're back and we're studying through Galatians. This is Trusting Jesus Ministries as well, man. Good to see you back. Good to see you here. Good to see you watching. And good to see you studying the scriptures, man. We're in Genesis today. One chapter 20 through 23 is the verse. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. Read it. Come back and we'll answer the four questions if you've already read it. Let's dive deep as we get into day five, guys. We've got the creation of uh birds in the in the in the um and the things that swarm in the sea so what does the writer say well it says um verse 20 it says and god said let there uh swarm in the sea swarming life and birds um let there be birds that fly upon the earth upon the face of the expanse of the sky and God created the great sea creatures and all the flesh or all life uh, that creeps, which uh, swarms in the seas after their kind, then the birds with the wings after their kind. And God saw that it was good and he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the seas. And then he says, uh, um, and for the birds multiply on the earth. And it was evening and it was morning, the fifth day. So what do we got here? Well, I think uh, super important that we see here is just the language. So we're reading this in the Hebrew, man. It's, it's quite fascinating because the verb and the noun is the same. So the noun is the thing that God created. And then the verb is what they do or let their, he says, let their swarm or let their fly and I think this is unique because a brother one time asked me a question and he said, well, if the Bible is real, why is it called bats birds? I was like, really? I don't think it's calling them birds. It's calling them flying things. Because what God does is create things to do the thing that they do. So flying things, guess what? They fly. Uh, swarming things, guess what? They swarm. <laughs> and so um, that's what I think is is super cool about what the author is saying is that God calls things to being that do what they're supposed to do. They have their function and they achieve it, man. That's the thing about animals is, is they do what they're supposed to do. But also, um, not only that, but God creates and fills all things and has power over all those things because it says he create, creates the great uh, uh, sea creatures. And this word could actually be um, like sea monster. And that in the past or other um, religions and um, that are around at that time, man, that was what would God would have to conquer or destroy in order for him to take control. But see, this is different for their God. That's what's so fascinating about this creation account that I've just noticed myself as I begin to read is that it is starkly demythologizing or it is starkly changing the idea of what our God is like as in comparison to all the other gods. All the other gods have to strive in a fight to do these things. But God is our God is the one who creates these things. He's the great sea monster is, is just something that God created and placed in the sea. Therefore, he has control. There's no struggle. It goes along with the big things and then the little things, the swarming things of the sea. He's like, that's the little bitty things. But then he also created the, the big things. 
He created the, the birds in the sky, all of these things he created. And they are good because he says he looks at them. And then not only are they good, but he blesses them. And see what people are uh, uh, scared of and, and worried about and all these ancient religions. And even now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with sharks and whales and these things, man, these huge monsters of the sea. It says that he looked at them and he said it was good. But not only that, he said he blessed them and he told them to fill the earth. So God is ruling and maintaining this world, but he's also given the, um, the animals the ability to continue on in their succession of life, to propagate themselves in life. And so he's also a God that gives abilities. Now, he's going to give that to us, but in a different way. But it's just great to see that, that not only does he rule over his creation, but he allows creation to sustain itself. Though it's not without his power but he allows it to sustain the stuff. So what's this thing about God? Well, God cares for his creation, obviously, because he blesses it. He saw that it was good, and then he announces a blessing on his creation. He's also sovereign ruler. And I think that's the subtext that I'm trying to get through is that in every episode, we keep saying the same thing. He's sovereign over all things because he is the one who created it. He is the one who owns it. He is the one who made it. And so he is sovereign ruler in understanding the fact that these huge creatures that in this ancient time, as they looked and they saw the, the difficulty to tame such beasts, it says God created this. So he didn't have to tame it. He didn't have to tame it to begin to do these things. He created them. So he's a sovereign ruler. But then I think what's cool is also that God, from the, the, the original language, is that God just causes things to do what they're supposed to do. Now, sin has changed that from now as we've, um, corrupted nature, but even even now in Romans, it says that that, that nature is, is is crying out, waiting on the redemption of the sons of God, and so it is waiting to go back to be able to do the thing that it was called to do. The fish or the swarming things swarm, the flying things fly. <laughs> what they do, what they're supposed to do. That's just what God just caused them to do. What's it say about man? Well, I think. It says that we should recognize his creative power, that those beasts and those those things that we fear a lot of times in our lives, God created them. He is the one who caused them to come into being. And so, therefore, he has power over them, supreme power over them. He, uh, like my mom used to say, he's like, I brought you into this world. I could take you out. <laughs> That's the thing is God has sovereign control over these creations. And then how should we apply these truths to our lives? Well, we should trust in that power. If God, first off, has the ability to create things that do what they're supposed to do, well, then that means that everything that is going to happen in our life, we should recognize that it will be worked out. That God being sovereign, which is another thing as well, that he created these things and he controls them, then that means he's sovereign over our lives. So first off, trusting that what he does happens. And then second, that he's in control. Those things are very important for us to apply to our lives. And finally, he don't make broken things. man. Like uh, God has called us here for a reason. And I know I'm moving past the animals to doing what they're doing to us as, as human beings. But God has called us all here for a purpose. It may take a little bit of time for us to find that purpose. But he has called us here for that purpose if we humble ourselves before him. He doesn't make broken things. Now, we've been marred by sin by our own, our own life. 
we'll got an episode next episode as we go over day six. Mm-hmm.